Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. I'll teach you how to find what's causing your health concerns using the labs you already have. Your doctor might tell you your blood work is normal, but I'm here to teach you a better way. If you're a doctor or a health coach and anything in between, there's one for you too. Go grab your free blood work and supplement sheet guide so you can learn how to read your labs yourself. Plus, come join me for the free three-day live what your normal labs really tell you challenge every fourth week of the month with the last one in May. Download your cheat guides and register here at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas and Nutribiome. Systemic Formulas, the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. In fact, when I discovered Systemic Formulas, not only did my patients get faster results, but it made my life easier too. Instead of ordering from a handful of companies, I use 95% SF products. They're top of the line quality with the best lab west of the Mississippi. They're pure, potent, and they get results. In fact, I recommend you follow their Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Jump inside their Facebook group and put my name into the search bar. You'll discover multiple videos of me teaching you labs, products, and even business tools. Everybody can join the Instagram, but practitioners, the Facebook group is just for you. Also, the man who's behind the Systemic Formulas products, Dr. Shane Morris, is launching a new line of supplements designed to take your microbiome to the next level. And it's not just probiotics. He has specific prebiotics designed to feed the probiotics. Oh, and anybody can order them too. Learn more and order soon at mybiome.com. M-Y-B-Y-O-M-E.com. And last but not least, are you a practitioner looking to improve your online presence, but it's overwhelming thinking about building a website, connecting it to a funnel, and then having it all actually make money? Let Tara help you take your dream and make it a reality. She's been the driving force behind my entire website and mastermind, my entire online business. Tara can help you build yours too. She's got brand new packages designed to help you grow your business and future-proof it. With over 20 years of experience in the online business consulting and website mastery world, she's your girl. Go check her out at TaraConsultingInc.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C.com. All right, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, your host, Dr. Kylie. We are here with Cindy. Cindy Scott, you can find everything you need to know about her, including her book and her course for those fighting cancer. I'm being very careful with my wordplay here at evolvingwomen.co. All the details will be in the show notes below, but cancer affects every single one of us with one in two people, one in two people, literally. Contracting this insidious disease by the age of 85, the odds are that either you or someone you love will be touched by it. Cindy was one of those unlucky ones. Just weeks out of her wedding, she was diagnosed with breast cancer in February of 2020. So literally, you know, a year and a half ago, not very long, following a routine mammogram. In a split second, Cindy's life pivoted and in her words, the cancer circus began. 
The doctors told her she'd have a 91% chance of survival if she followed their treatment regimen, but all she could do was think about the remaining 9%. What about that part? What did she need to do to ensure a full recovery and zero recurrence of cancer? With that aim, Cindy began a journal as a way of supporting her very emotional self to bring more calmness. Her new book called Healing Journal was born from a collective of these writings along with the tools that Cindy used to help her body heal, body, mind, and soul. And that's what we're going to talk about today is what happens when you get diagnosed. Whatever diagnosed that is for you, that's going to change your life. Or what happens when you're struggling? and you don't get a diagnosis. One thing that Cindy and I were discussing before we jumped on was words and mindset. And doctors are really good at the physical, but there's a lot of emotional, a lot of mindset barriers you also have to overcome. And Cindy's here to help us do that. Welcome on, Cindy. Thanks so much, Dr. Kylie. And she's from Australia, everyone. So enjoy (laughs) the accent. Uh, I am actually Canadian born, but I've lived in Australia half my life. So I'm kind of a bit of a quasi Aussie. <laughs> a quasi Aussie. I love it. Um, so walk us back. Give us a back in time, a flashback to what it was like for you to sit in that chair and to hear those words. Sure. So yeah, it was February 2020, just last year. Um And I was six weeks out from getting married. I went in for my routine ultrasound and mammogram just to get that ticked off the list before we were getting married. Um, And the guy's roving around with his, you know, um, the the sonographer and he's like, oh, no, you've got a lump. And I'm like, no, no way. I can't possibly have a lump because I had breast cancer back in 2016 as well. And so I'm like in disbelief, I'm feeling around trying to find this lump and there's absolutely no way I would believe that I had a lump. Anyway, he goes, look, it could be nothing. It could be a cyst. Um, we'll, we'll get it checked out. So then, of course, I had that follow-up appointment with my breast surgeon um, on that fateful Friday afternoon, and her face said it all before she even articulated any words that, yes, it was, in fact, an aggressive cancer, and I had it in my lymph nodes as well, so it required chemotherapy. So absolutely in shock, sitting there, tears rolling down my face, like I can't believe this is happening to me again, totally in victim mode, totally in shock, just deer in headlights, you know, and thank goodness my partner was there, who's now my husband. We did end up getting married. But, I was going to um, ask you that next. Like, <laughs> went through with it, right? Well, we did. Absolutely. I told him, I said, look, this is your opportunity to run, you know, like you don't need to stick around because I've got this, you know, this is your opportunity potentially to exit stage left. And he said, no, no, I'm here. I'm sticking with you. I still want to marry you. And COVID was also happening at the same time. So it was ramping up and everyone was encouraged to get back to their home countries and hunker down. And um, so we ended up having to cancel our wedding celebrations. We had these three-day celebrations planned with people from all around the world flying in for it. And two weeks out before that, we canceled it because we just couldn't take the risk. And everybody was in this state of shock. Well, it was February and the whole world shut down in March. Yep. Yeah. So our wedding was right there at the beginning. March. Yeah, right in the middle of it. So I, you know, was in self-isolation and a girlfriend rang me who's quite psychic one Saturday morning and she said, Cindy, you, you must cancel your wedding straight away. I'm like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not canceling it. That's the last thing in my mind. She goes, 
every single one of your guests are a potential risk to your health, you know, and you need to stay strong and healthy going into chemo. And I'm like, no, I don't want to cancel this wedding. So anyway, cut a long story short, we did cancel it that day, contacted everyone. I think I cried for the whole weekend. And then we um, just had two witnesses and a very small, you know, COVID-friendly service (laughs) um, in the same location as we were planning to get married anyway. So it was a very scaled down version. So yeah. Lots of money in the long run. Hey, I was happy because I wanted to elope anyway. He was the one that wanted the wedding. So really, I got what I wanted in the end. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So, so many people listening in, whether they're practitioners who are giving the diagnosis or whether they are the person sitting in the chair and receiving the diagnosis, there's so much that goes through your mind. And, and like you said here, you had to figure out how to help your body from the mind and soul, not just the physical. Um, so speak to how we can become resilient. Yeah, sure. So I I would say for me personally, even going through it a second time, people have asked me, you know, did the first time help prepare you for the second time? I'd say, heck no, absolutely not. I went into a state of shock, which I think would be a, a very natural response for people when you've been confronted with those three words, you have cancer or whatever adversity or health concern people are facing. Um, but I absolutely went into a state of shock and that lasted for weeks. And I, I think acknowledging that that's a natural phase of just on diagnosis that people would go through to be kinder and gentler on yourself to um, bring more mindfulness and potentially some meditation to help ground you during that early stage because as I said you know it is a circus all of a sudden you're going for all these scans and appointments and you've got all this new information to take on board and try and make sense of And that is not the ideal state to be making any decisions about your health and your future. So bring a support person along. Absolutely. My my partner, now husband, Chris, um, was there by my side with every appointment and certainly helped to to make some of those decisions because I wasn't in any state to do that. I think that's really important to think about when you are in shock and when you are on this emotional, I mean, decisions with anything, whether you know, my husband and I both run businesses and part of running a business is you have to deal with some nasty people sometimes or some things going wrong. And he's in the construction industry. So he's constantly getting bombarded by negativity from clients and things like that. And I always tell him, never respond, never answer when you're hot, when you're in an emotional, you know, state. When you're triggered. Mm-hmm. Oh. Don't answer. Don't make a decision right then and there. I did it one time in business early on, and uh, I promise it didn't work out very well. And even even from a business standpoint, but from a motherhood standpoint, and even just with our own relationships, I walked outside yesterday, and one of the neighbors who I can guarantee has some major hormonal upsetness inside her body, uh, lashed out at her son, and I'm like, girl take care of your hormones, please. Like the name, we don't need to hear you yelling at your kids and your poor kids who I know have been adopted, have been through enough. They don't need you yelling at them for some, to something minor. So don't make decisions 
when you're emotional? Well, I think we call that emotional literacy, right? So our capacity to have awareness of the fact that we're being triggered in the first place and then how to actually bring calm to your system before you choose to respond. Um, that's a, a whole nother conversation for another well, day. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about how, how do we do that? How did you do that? What did you find inside yourself to bring calmness? To so, situation? well, I- a little bit of a backstory, Kylie, but for me, what happened, I, I've been an executive coach for 10 years, so I have a toolkit of resources at the ready. However, I was not using them, was I? So I was very much <laughs> playing, I was very much playing the victim. You know, I was sitting there having my chemo infusions and feeling ugly and, you know, I was bald and really just feeling very sorry for myself. And I had this lady that was um, on a very similar journey. So I'd met her at the chemo clinic. We often sat in chairs next to each other. We were having the exact same infusions and the same rotations. And I'm looking at her and she'd flit in like a butterfly and she was all chirpy and happy. And and you would have thought she was probably one of the staff, not one of the patients there. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I got to know Gail over the weeks um, that we were in treatment together. And I'm like, what am I doing so differently to her? How is it that she's having such a different experience of this than me? And it dawned on me one day, I'm thinking, what the heck? Like I'm sitting in victim mode and she's sitting in this very, I'm empowered, I've made decisions, I'm very much in the driver's seat of my treatment plan. And I was feeling very much at the mercy of it. Like I really was resistant. I didn't want it. I didn't want to have chemotherapy in my body because I I never take medication. I'm someone who's enjoyed very good health my whole life, apart from these two bouts with breast cancer. So anyway, I started to sit with that and thinking, what is Gail doing that I'm not doing? And it just opened up Pandora's box in terms of I've got all these coaching tools that I've been using with clients for over 10 years, and I'm not using them on myself in this time of most need. So that just opened up a whole new conversation with myself around what's going on between my ears. What could I be choosing to focus on differently? How could I be responding different in this moment? And that made a massive difference for me. And I want to pinpoint two things there. One, you made the choice to change your attitude. Yes. And you made the choice to change your mindset about it. And on your one pager form that you send out to people like me, it says cancer thriver, not mm-hmm. survivor, like you often <laughs> hear of. Cancer thriver. So as we start to talk about and, and dive into more of this, What's going on between our ears has such a dramatic impact. Really pay attention, ladies and gentlemen, to how you speak about your health, mm-hmm. how you speak about money, how you, sp- what are the stories that you're speaking out loud? Because if you're speaking them out loud, what in the world's going on in your mind in silence? Mm-hmm. Language is so, so important. Absolutely. Yeah. So, one of those tools that you were able to pull out of your tool bag was. Share with us. Oh, gosh. There's plenty. But one of them, I think, particularly was focusing on my beliefs. What did I believe to be true? So, for example, I have a long history of cancer in my family on both my father and my mother's side. So I have actually articulated in my life, I'm most likely going to die of cancer. Like, what on earth? Why would I ever even put that into my psyche or my belief system around that is my fate? So I had to change that. 
I had to, you know, look at my beliefs around, do I believe that I'm going to heal from this or do I believe that I'm going to die from it? Do I believe that my body has capacity to um, heal itself, to actually be stronger than the cancer or not? Am I just going to give up and let this thing take control? So looking at those very core beliefs around what do I believe to be true about me, about my health, about my future. Um, So I think beliefs is a really core part of it. I also um, speak about it in the book too, choosing to be a victim or choosing to be in the driver's seat. So for me, making that shift from woe is me, this is all happening to me, to the position of I'm in the driver's seat and I'm going to be informed and I'm going to make choices for myself that are going to help me to move forward in a way that I feel like I have an assemblance of control. So that was so, so important for me to feel like I was actually part of the decision-making process and part of, you know, determining my own fate with my treatment plan. Yeah, choose to be in the driver's seat. And you started off with just one simple thing. Like I, I choose to believe differently. It's a choice. Absolutely. And yeah, I work with a lot of people who have autoimmunity or they don't know what they have. They just get tossed from doctor to doctor. And, and when I use the term autoimmune, I always pay attention to their faces because there are some that are just, they're not faced or two. It's like, like you just, you just stab me in the heart. Like I have this. And because in the autoimmune world, you have to manage it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That's not the way I am in my world. My world is, I don't care what you present me with. Let's get your body into an ideal healing environment that's going to require more than physical treatment. The more I get into this, the more I realize if your head is not in the right place, there is nothing that a physical treatment can do. Mm-hmm. I agree. So besides the fact that you were able to make that choice and say, I'm not the victim, I choose to be in the driver's seat. I choose to take control. I choose to believe that my body can heal. So big and so powerful. What's one more tool we could share with the <laughs> listeners? Oh, wow. Um, okay, another belief that I, um, when I started to explore, I believed that I actually could pinpoint the source cause of why cancer showed up for me. I believe that cancer had a message for me. I believe our body has wisdom and we just need to tune into it. Our body's continually communicating to us. So when I first had that, the second diagnosis, just at that diagnosis phase, I sat with that and I thought, what is this all about? What is this? What is going on for me in my body? And I thought at that point, I am so exhausted. I am so tired of life. Like life has served me many curveballs. I've had many challenges in my life. I've worked very hard. I've been a single mom, you know, blah, 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 you know, long story. However, having cancer actually gave me an opportunity to take pause. And I thought maybe in some way I've manifested this, you know, maybe in some way, if I were to be accountable to what was showing up for me. Maybe I've created this perfect opportunity for me just to have a break. So my now husband said, look, why don't you stop work for a while? Why don't you actually take time out for treatment? And not that that was like a holiday, but I actually got a break from a lot of the responsibilities that I had in my life. So I guess I took it on board that cancer had a message for me. Like if my body was making this, creating this cancer, what was it that I was to get from it? 
And I really sat with that and surrendered to it. So I guess that was another really big difference in the way that I chose to approach cancer was surrendering to it. And that doesn't mean giving up and giving into it, surrendering to it rather than trying to power over it, conquer it or crush it, which is what so many people seem to think that they need to do. I actually met it with love and compassion. I wanted to understand why it had shown up for me. You said you said a couple of powerful things there. I'm just trying to pinpoint which one exactly what I want to bring back to. But the one would be you actually stopped and paused mm-hmm. and took time for yourself. Now in the US, as far as the workforce is concerned, you get maybe two weeks of vacation. And I know a lot of people who don't even take those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people who work for like Intel and they get, I think it's every seven years, they get like four months off, something like that. But it's this philosophy of we can only go so hard for so long. Mm-hmm. If you don't take breaks, eventually your body will break down. Totally. Whatever version it is of breaking down is depends on the genetics, depends on a whole bunch of things, but to prioritize those break periods. And with my life and the way I schedule my business and build my business and make decisions, I make them purely on one thing. Am I going to be able to be a mom more often? I scheduled it in my life to where I'm going to work really hard in January through May. When my kids are off during the summer, I'm going to be off too. <laughs> Good on you. And I just designed it like that. And then I'll go back and work hard again in the fall. But so many times, especially as if healthcare practitioners are thinking and listening to this, they're like, oh, well, I have to work with patients one-on-one and I have to do these 12-month treatment plans and it has to be really intense. I just, I go and I go and I go and I go and I go until eventually I become one of them and I'm sitting in someone else's office trying to take care of my own health, right? Where we don't give ourselves space. Mm. And, and you're talking about that was exactly was your call to action where I need to take space for myself. Totally. I think um, we wear, I'm so busy, like a badge of honor. Right? Yes. In our yes. Like, oh, I haven't got time for that. And really my first time through breast cancer, I swept it under the carpet. I actually, in many ways, just refused to believe that I had it. I didn't take the time out for treatment. In fact, I refused most of the treatment. So um, this time around, I knew I needed to do it differently. And I knew that I was exhausted. Like I was, I just, I just needed to hit pause on life. I just couldn't sustain it any longer. And I know when I look around me, particularly women, um, you know, in business, you know, trying to be mums, trying to have it all. I mean, something's got to give. And I think we're seeing that in people's health. People are self-medicating with alcohol, with pills, with drugs, with um, sleeping tablets, you know, and, and I think we actually need to take more pause in life. We need to slow way down. And so that was probably one of the real wake-up calls for me in all of this was hitting pause on my life. And believe me, it was not an easy decision. So confronted with that, I spoke to one of the wise sage women in my life and I said, look, Fade, what do you reckon? What, what should I do? And she said, what would you advise another woman to do in your situation? And I went, well, of course I'd tell her to stop and take time out for treatment and to rest. But I'm like, but, but, but I'm you're different. the exception. You don't need to do yeah, that. Yeah. 
you know, I've got people needing me. I, you know, they're, they're relying on me. I'd be letting clients and, you know, partners down and, you know, I, I just couldn't do that. And she's like, Cindy, you know, can you afford not to? And I went, okay. So it took me about a week. And then I wrote this beautiful email, very heartfelt to everybody in my world and just said, look, I'm shutting my business down. I'm taking time out for me. I actually need to put myself first for the first time in my life um, and take time out for treatment and rest and, um, and an opportunity for me to heal fully. And I don't know how long that's going to take, but I'm doing it. Anyway, I had such an outpouring of response and there was not one person that was disappointed or angry or hurt or whatever. I had so many people come back to me and just go, sending you love, let me know whatever you need, you know, here for you. Um, I've never felt so loved and so held, you know, in response to that email. So I thought, wow, that was my first real opportunity of showing vulnerability and it being met with such love and kindness was amazing. I love that. I think we would all get that response if we said, absolutely. I just need to take a break for myself and stand up for the right. Um, okay. We're getting into some, some good stuff here. And I, I'm think, thinking of the episode title for this and the, it's going to be called take time for yourself because we don't. And you, like you said, we wear busyness as a badge. <laughs> yeah. Good old culture we live in. Okay. I'm reading through the topics of that you can speak about, but really what's on your heart today? I would love to uh, encourage people, whether they're faced with a, a cancer diagnosis or any, you know, adversity, tune into your body. There's a little expression I use, and I believe it's true that we'll get a little whisper you know, there'll be a little sort of niggle, like maybe you've got pain in your shoulder or you've got a headache or you're not sleeping right. We'll get a little whisper and then we get a tap and then we get a slap. And if we haven't actually heard any of those messages, we'll get the proverbial, you know, soccer punch in the gut. And that's to me what cancer was for me. It was a huge wake up call to go, hang on, You've been ignoring all the messages that your body's been sending you all this time. Um, it's time to listen. So, you know, before you would ever get a diagnosis, tune into your body. If you're tired, rest. If you need a holiday, take one. You know, if work isn't what you love doing, don't do it. Find something else. You know, that there's such a, what are they calling it? The great resignation in the US. There's so many people leaving their jobs because they're unhappy. Oh my and I gosh. It's not those. COVID's really shaken everything up and people can now really reassess what's important to them. Change your life before you get sick is my, my message. Yeah. And feel the empowerment to do so. Yeah. COVID has brought about opportunities that were never there before. Like how many oh. people get to work from home now? Like I was talking to my dad, he's an engineer. Usually it's an hour into work and he has to leave at six o'clock in the morning to beat rush hour. And comes back to beat rush hour. And I'm like, dad, now you have two hours more in your day. You oh, don't have to spend the gas on the, in the money on the gas. And there's just so many opportunities that have come to pass. And yet how many people are still looking at all the negatives? Exactly. So super cool. Now, Cindy, like I said, we, she has a book and she has a course. And if you find yourself, whether it's cancer, whether it's another a diagnosis where you're just like, I just need some help from the mental and the mindset and feeling whole from the inside out besides the physical, go over to evolvingwomen.co 
and check out the book, check out the course, because I'm sure she created what she wished she would have had during her treatment and therapy. Now, since these diagnoses like to flip everything upside down and think, and now that you're thinking, what's really important to me? What does life look like for you now? Mm. Well, I, I would say through my second, you know, round of breast cancer, I've actually discovered my life purpose. And that's actually to help women be empowered to live their best life. So of course, I've got the healing journal and the cancer companion e-course to help people navigate a cancer journey. But even more than that, I'm really passionate about helping people to live their best life. So to be more resilient within themselves so they can tackle life's challenges as they show up because we all get tested from time to time. So to feel more resilient and whole and complete within ourselves so that we can live life on our terms. And never has there been a better time for that in history than there is right now. So that's what I'm super passionate about. And and in a way, not that I'd wish a cancer diagnosis on anyone, but that was the greatest gift for me is that it actually showed me my life purpose. I hear that a lot. I when bet. people are just, something came about with their health and it's like a wake up call. Totally. And now they're actually thriving and, and loving every aspect of life, not just surviving, whatever that diagnosis is. So Cindy, just real fast in this last tidbit here to help somebody enjoy life again, what would be one recommendation you can do for them to get started with right now? Sure. There's a whole section in my book on this, but what I would encourage you to do is sit quietly with yourself, you know, without distraction and look at the parts of your life that are not going well. Like maybe you don't like your job. Maybe you're in an unhappy relationship. Maybe you're not happy with your health, like, you know, your fitness or you're not happy with your body weight or whatever. Look at the parts of your life that you are not happy with. So I call those areas where you are out of alignment. So you're not actually living your truth or being your potential and focus on making changes in those areas, baby steps. You don't have to miraculously change things overnight, but We all know where we're out of alignment, when we're not congruent with our truth and focus on those things, write those things in your life. So I think we can always identify the diagnosis or the things that are going wrong. So if we actually tune into ourselves, we'll know what's wrong. We also know what the remedy is and we can change those things. So if you're tired, take a holiday. And a holiday doesn't mean you need to go away on some tropical island, beautiful place, you know, and have margaritas. It can be, you can sit at home and actually find sanctuary. But if you're tired, rest. You know, if you hate your career, change it. Um, If you're in an unhappy relationship, change it. You know, like life is too short. You only get one chance. Yeah. So everybody listening, go out, grab a journal, whether it's a journal and you like to type or you just like to speak, but take action and not just think it in your head, verbalize it or write it down. One of my favorite things to do when I get thoughts is to just grab my phone and the section, you know, the, the voice memos right here on your phone. You just hit record and start oh, talking. Or no. oh, if you like to type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or no to type it up, whatever it is. But figure out what's going wrong and then what's going right and be and throw in some gratitude moments there and then just make one choice what is that one choice you want to change right now yeah all right thanks cindy be sure to check her out on evolvingwomen.co with all the details in the show notes thank you so much dr kylie 
feel empowered, loved this episode, help others find it by leaving a review. It's the best compliment I can receive. Then take your learning one step farther and discover what your normal labs really tell you by downloading the free cheat guide and register for the next three-day live challenge. Do it all at drkylieburton.com. Remember, there's a cheat guide and a three-day live challenge for those of you with medical background too. Take your practice beyond the diagnosis with your free downloads and challenge at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas, Nutribiome, and Terra Consulting, Inc. Systemic Formulas is the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. Everybody can join them on Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Practitioners jump inside their Facebook group. It's called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. Once inside the group, search my name and you'll discover videos on labs, supplements, and business tools. It's all free. See you on the inside. Are you a practitioner ready to uplevel your online presence? Tara is your girl. She is a brilliant mind behind my entire platform, my practice, and the BTD mastermind. From writing the copy to building the technical back end of my website to marketing strategy, I highly recommend you let her take your dream and make it a reality, just as she did for me. Get started here at Tara Consulting Inc. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C dot com. Be back next week.